Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. And the topic of our podcast today is Robert Berdella, the Kansas City Butcher, a... Uh, famed serial killer that uh, tormented the Kansas City uh, area back uh, back in the 80s. We're going to talk about his dastardly deeds, but uh, before we do that, let me introduce our panel. I'm pleased, as always, to uh, welcome to our show a lady of uh, great distinction, uh, known for her generosity and caring heart. The very lovely and talented, pill-popping, penis-loving, Satan's dirty little secret, Brandy. How are you, Brandy? I'm irritated, Tim. Why are you irritated? Let me tell you why I'm irritated. Because... It's Monday. How can you be irritated already? Are you kidding me right now? So, I had to take my new car that I bought for my husband that I drive. Yes. I had to take that into the shop because there was a... There was a nick in the windshield, and, you know, whatever else. So I'd take him to the shop. That, that sound like a first world problem it to you. It doesn't sound like a privileged problem to me. Are you going to fucking let me finish this story? Please so continue. Well, I'm just saying. I had to take... You haven't been introduced to so shut your cake hole. No, I get to you talk. You have not that, You know, introduced. that rule is not in effect anymore. It's always in effect. I read the chair recognized to the colonel. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, but I had to take the car into the thing, to the shop, yeah. and they gave me a loaner. Okay. And when they brought it they up... They gave you a boner. Yes. <laughs> and when they brought you it gotta up... you got to be careful about loaners, because yeah. they always end up being serial killers. They know? do. <laughs> they brought me this thing... And I'm looking at Now, keep in mind, I have my five-year-old child with me, mm-hmm. and they gave me a two-door fucking Civic. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do, A, with a two-door very car? very conservative car. It's a two-door goddamn car. They're worried, gonna, about your, your, they're worried about your gas mileage. Bullshit. So I got to shove Noah in the back seat and get him situated. Then I get in this car. My head hits the top. I look like Shaq driving a Fiat through there. I put the, I I actually opened the sunroof and part of my head was out the sunroof. It's bullshit. I hate this fucking car. Did you have to pick it up and start running like? I felt like it. I felt like it. It was well, I'm ridiculous. Sorry. I'm sorry. How long will your car be in the shop? Your I'm new hoping car. to get it back later today, but you know it could be tomorrow. I'm sorry to hear that, Brandy. Well, no, I don't think you are, bus rider. I don't think you understand my plight at all. Let me introduce the very talented, uh, a man of God, 
the yeah. Reverend Carl, uh, Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? When did he stop being the face of E.D. and Bloody Stool? Well, That's I am, what I want to know. wonderful, Timmy. Thank you. Well, you are. He still is. A, he is still the face of Bloody Stool. We're just not right. allowed to mention it because he had some relative that had Bloody Stool. <laughs> he is Bloody Stool. My stepfather's ill. Would you leave me alone? For he probably just got hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, it, they did the, the whole test. Anyway. <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, anyway, um, I was. Uh, I, I'm doing good, Timmy. My my weekend was full of you know joy and pleasure and. The whole thing, you know, the colonel lives a charmed life, as our readers can probably, listeners can probably tell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I don't like, though? Here's my complaint. I got a pet peeve about this shit, and it, it, it mostly involves you women. No, please um, tell me more. Okay, you ask, you ask a man, and, and I don't know if this ever happens to you, but basically they kidnap you. My wife says to me, can, we, can you run to Kroger with me? And I say, yeah, I'll run to Kroger with you. And then on the way, she decides, well, she doesn't decide because she had the damn bag in the car. Oh, I have to return these to Kohl's. So she really has an agenda. Yes. And it was no sales tax weekend. Okay. So we, it was hard to find a parking spot in Kohl's. So she did not just return whatever it was she was returning. She left me in the return line to return it. She went and looked at outfits. And this is why our vacations cost so much money, because it's not the hotels and whatever. She buys a whole goddamn wardrobe every time we go on vacation. It's like, why didn't you buy the, you know, why ain't you wearing the stuff you had the last time? on vacation, Carl? We're going to Wisconsin. When are you going? Little cabin next week. Okay. No cabin on the lake, Timmy. Vital or listeners. Oh, you're on vacation next week? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, shit. We have to podcast without you. Well, that'll be a bummer. I'm sorry you had a bad weekend, Colonel. Do you have any shout-outs? I got a few. Because he doesn't give a shit about your weekend, clearly. (laughs) He doesn't. (laughs) Let's just wrap this up. (laughs) uh, How how was your weekend, Timmy? Uh, It was fine. I didn't do anything. (laughs) Much as last weekend. (laughs) And the weekend. And the weekend coming up. I get the feeling, well, without you, we can't really do it, because even though this is just a USB microphone and you plug it in, I'm not sure me and the devil could figure it out. No. I'm but uh, because we are the talent and not the technical part of this show. Clearly. Um, well, we'll find out when you're on vacation next week. Bernie and I will do <laughs> podcasts on our own. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. We might have to, we might not even need him. Now, well, right? I'll tell you I'll who will be. To come up. I'll tell you who would be disappointed. Let me start with my uh, shout outs. All right, is uh, Miss Tiffany Bell who posted a picture on our page of the Colonel's groupies. Yeah, that's, that. seen it. that's disturbing. Lovely ladies, but it's disturbing. Very lovely group of groupies. Um, who else we got here? We got always, as always, little Sarah Spaghetti. She's a twisted little girl, but funny. Um, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Hello to her. Um, Trish Hillard. Hello. Kim Taylor, of course. Tasha. And, I, and I'm sure she's watching the Olympics. Uh, I got a very short list because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Um, so anybody I missed, you guys jump in here. Um, Lady Beverly, of course, is watching the Olympics faithfully. Mm-hmm. Room uh, for the UK. Room for the UK. And uh, our one and only, Timmy, our one and only, Dottie Scott. 
Yes. Hi, Mom. Uh, Brandy, do you have any shout-outs? Oh, well, I forgot two of them. I forgot my accountant, Shannon, and Jennifer Burdick. <sighs> okay. We didn't say Nicola. Nicola Reed. Yeah, my attorney. All right. Um, Brandy. Hello, Nicola. You know, I get the sense. Nicola put on there... On, on our page, she, she was talking about marriage. History Dreams, the podcast group, if any of you would like to join or not, then you can uh, kind of have an understanding of what we're talking about. I mean, yeah, she's been with the same person for 11 years, but uh, hasn't gotten married. And don't you get the sense that that's probably, she's just probably kind of mean? No, I get the sense that she's got shit figured out and we should have done that. Well, that's true, too. I also get the sense of it doesn't matter if I have shout-outs because Dipshit Magoo over here is going to go ahead and just interrupt me all the time. So I have two. I would like to give a shout-out to Celine. Mm -hmm. And then I know Lady Beverly's not been feeling well. So I do want to wish her and um, Tiffany. Okay. Uh, We're thinking about you this week. Oh, that's correct. Tiffany is... We're thinking about you yes. this week. Um, and then, actually, Celine got a promotion. Congratulations. Work. Congratulations, so, Celine. Yes. That's great. So those are mine. I'm not going to take all day with it, because fuck Tard's going to keep on yapping. Okay, I just have a couple quick ones. Uh, first of all, those who, who sponsor our show on Patreon, Alicia and Chip, thank you very much. Cindy Lou. And Bridget, thank you all for sponsoring us. If you would like to sponsor us, so uh, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash historydweebs. We appreciate it very much. And I like I like to give two shout-outs. Um, no, actually, three. Uh, Cameron Stevens, who is a new listener. Thank you for listening, Cameron. And Jeff Chestnut, who lives in the Dominica. He is a physician down there. He teaches at a medical school down there. You think he'd know better than to listen to us. No, he has a uh, he has a uh, he, he posted a view of his uh, his view from his uh, his house and down there in Dominica. It's just beautiful. So thank you, Jeff, for all the work you do with the folks you know down there. Because he has a skill set. That's why he gets yeah, the good shit. Very, very we have no skills. You I guys know. realize that, right? Yeah. We have no skills. I've got some mad you don't, skills you don't in have, some certain areas. You yeah. don't. You don't have any skills that I would enable skills us to that make. Are they multiplying? I got skills. <laughs> I got skills that make. Life Do they pay the bills? for people like you. No. Okay. If you two are done bickering, we can move on to our. You know, topic. I had a person no, to see, me. Um, we're gonna just keep a on. A friend of mine listens going. to the podcast. And I doubt it. He's uh he's uh also a physician, but he's a, a psychiatrist. You have no friends. And he, he noticed you. Right. Well, actually, and he said it's irresponsible to make a diagnosis from you know not meeting someone, mm. but from all he could tell, um, the devil's harboring. Borderline so, personality. Uh, she, yeah, she might be a borderline personality disorder. I think she's across the borderline. <laughs> yeah, she, and she's harboring great, great anger, great amounts of anger. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He has a lot of insight, doesn't right? He? Yeah. So he's a great shrink. Yeah. Never mind the fact that. Okay, let's pretend that all that's true for just a second. <laughs> what do you think that you need not do if I'm harboring all this anger and could hulk out at any time? Well, but here's the thing, Timmy. You see a. Walking around here all the time. She's angry whether I'm around or not. Well, that's true. I get angry yeah. when I have to stuff my fat ass in a two-door Civic. That angers me. I don't like it. 
Okay. I don't know it's a first world problem, <laughs> but God damn it. <laughs> let's, let's get on to the podcast. And I want to thank um, uh, Tommy Boomershine because Tommy has been requesting this topic for a while now. So Tommy is from Kansas City. Uh, and also Charlie's from Kansas City. So we have listeners out there in KC. So this is about the Kansas City butcher, Robert Bedella. So we're going to, he's a serial killer. We're going to talk about his uh, dastardly deeds. And let's jump into it now. So Robert Andrew Bedella was born on January 31st, 1941 in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. And you know, Colonel, being born on January 31st up there near Cleveland, that's got to be cold. He came into the world, and it must have been cold. Well, if he was down by the river, the river would have been on fire. Yeah, it's a lake. So he could have kept actually. Yeah, the lake. No, the river. The uh, Cuyahoga River. Cuyahoga River caught on yeah, fire. Yeah, that's where they have the... Uh, that's where they had the... Uh, uh, torso murders, you know? The, mm-hmm. they found Nothing the good happens up there. Yeah. Nothing. So he spent his first, first 18 years of his life in the Cleveland area. He was raised Catholic, uh, though he stopped attending church at a very uh, when he was a teenager. Uh, his father worked as a die setter at the Ford Motor Company, and his mother was a homemaker. His father drank heavily and would often uh, beat Robert with a leather strap. Did morale improve? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, he ended up being a serial killer, so that probably wasn't a um, strategic, uh, good strategic uh, parenting. Not great tool. parenting. No, exactly. Although so, there is room for a leather strap in parenting, but yeah. Well, anyway, Robert was uh, severely nearsighted when he was young and had to start wearing thick glasses by the age of five. When he was seven um, years old, he got a younger brother named Daniel, and Daniel soon became his father's favorite. Robert did very well in school, though his teachers found him to be difficult to teach, and he was bullied by other students. Well, you got those thick glasses. Every yeah. kid with the thick glasses. Yeah. It's just part of life. Yeah. It's a circle of life, Timmy. Yeah. It was just, you're, in, you're in a certain part in the pecking order if you're walking around with those big black uh, uh, glasses that are uh, black glass, uh, black frame. And, and you know he probably had tape around them somewhere. And around his nose. Or at least on the hinges yeah. or something. Yeah. So, Did you uh, wear glasses as a kid, Devil? No. I wear glasses now. I had to wear a patch when I was, I think, six. <laughs> I had a lazy eye. On a <laughs> Why are you making fun of me? I was did like, you have a parrot? I did not have a parrot. What about a peg leg? No, or I remember waking or up. Or a hook. No, you know what I mean? I took a nap, and I woke up, and I remember. And you couldn't see. No, I saw a double of everything, and, I, t- and I, I told my grandmother, there's two of you. And then, you know, my mom, like, freaked out, thought I had a brain tumor or something, mm-hmm. so they rushed me to the doctor, and he said, no, he's got lazy AC. I had to, con- like, I was compensating, this. so I had to put a patch on it for about... Daniel, my son, had a lazy eye. Yeah. And he still, today, can control it, so his right. eye will go all over. Oh, well, see, I don't have... It, mine is That's nasty. okay, but it was weird when I was six. I was like a little pirate. But anyway, so um, when Robert was 16, his life took a dive for the worst. 
Yeah, first his daughter, dad died of a heart attack. At age it shouldn't have bothered him. At yeah, 39. Turn for the best. Like winning the lottery when somebody's beating you with yeah, a damn strap. I guess he time. was still close to his father. His mother remarried shortly thereafter, uh, and um, Robert became very resentful of that and had a lot of anger issues as a result. Uh, 1965, uh, Robert was sexually assaulted by a male co worker at the restaurant uh, where he worked. He was a loner, much like uh, Brandy's car. Hold on. You just yes. kind of glossed over that a little bit. Um, well, I don't so know he's what, working the fryer or what? Uh, I mean, uh, he just worked. All I know is he was working in a restaurant and he got abused by a coworker. In a hotel know. bar? I don't know. Was he, he oh, he wasn't working as a waitress. Yeah. No, he was working in a, oh, restaurant. in a restaurant. Yeah. And he got, I don't know if he was over the fryer. I don't know what, what the deal no, was. No, you got to get that shit back in dry stock. Yeah, cooler's See, too cold. Freezer's too cold. That's what I'm wondering. We, you get freezer, you couldn't get. Nah, you go. You hunt. You go hunt back in, in dry stock. Oh, they had him bent over boxes of macaroni yeah. and stuff. The poor. I kid. mean, that's what makes the most sense to me. So he became a loner, like Brandy's car. Timmy appreciated that. No. Like Brandy's car. <laughs> <laughs> he saw a 1965 adaptation of Robert uh, Fole's book, The Collector, which was about a man who abducted a uh, young woman and held her captive. Young cap- woman? Yeah, a young woman and held her captive. Or women, either one. Uh, I think it was one. He held her captive in his basement. Uh, he, this movie made an, or an impression on young Robert, and he would... Uh, you Did know. he see the one with Angelina Jolie? I don't know who was starred in it. It's 1965. I don't know. In 1967... Queen Latifah was in it, too. At um, the age of 18, he enrolled at the Kansas City Art Institute. So that gets him out to Kansas City. Uh, hoping to become a professor, uh, but instead he decided to pursue a career as a chef. So he's out in the Kansas City area now, late 60s. Um, so he went back. He got back on that horse then. Well, the you know, restaurant work didn't scare him off. No, once it, once he got out of Kansas City, he kind of uh, his his career took off. He um, during the time he was in art school, he started to engage in am, animal torture mm-hmm. uh, at least three times. Uh, he he tortured uh, was known to torture a duck and a chicken. No, so and he would experiment with sedatives and tranquilizers on a dog. So oh. I experiment with those on myself. <laughs> yeah. With a dog? Or I you mean yourself? Did I just say on myself? Oh, okay. He also began a criminal career abusing alcohol and selling drugs. Space that the chicken probably deserved it. <laughs> but the duck was asking for it. Oh clearly. You know the duck was asking. Yeah. Walking around wiggling that ass. Giving him a little too much <laughs> yeah. little too much beak. Yeah. <laughs> At the age of 19, he was arrested for possession of LSD and marijuana. This was the late 60s, so, you know, that's... Everybody was, so, yeah. But he was released after only five days due to lack of evidence. What? They didn't have LSD and marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) To hell. What did he get arrested for? (laughs) Exactly. In 1969, he dropped out of school and became a successful chef part-time, or full-time. A member of the local chefs association helped set him up with a training program uh, for aspiring chefs. So he became a chef. Um, he also became volunteered to become a member of his local crime prevention uh, association, Neighborhood Watch. You always got to watch out for those guys. So those are the guys that end up becoming the criminals. Those guys that volunteer for the crime watch. No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a friend, uh, not a friend, George a kid Simon. in the neighborhood who always would. Uh, 
every time there was a fire, I mean, he would chase down the fire trucks on his mm-hmm. bike, and yeah, of course, later on, he was arrested for arson. Yeah, apparently, he got tired of waiting and decided to take matters into his own hands. So anyway, in 1981, at the age of 32. Uh, Berdella quit working as a cook and instead opened up his own store, and it was called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar, which sold all kind of odd items and antiques, such as um, animal skulls, uh, books on the occult, a lot of you know, a lot of jewelry, a lot of weird stuff, a lot of like uh, you know, occult stuff, Satanism, stuff like that. He had all kind of stuff, crap. In this Bob's uh, Bazaar Bazaar, and uh, he just he just had it was an eclectic mix. Yeah, it was. Now, having become open to being gay, uh, I forgot to mention he's gay. (laughs) (laughs) He just glossed over that one too. (laughs) He had a relationship with a Vietnam veteran, uh, but it didn't last. Instead, he started hanging out with male prostitutes. Yes, Fred Garvin. Male prostitute. He must have held out, held out, held out, Fred. I befriending women trying to help them get out of prostitution, which you know seems counterproductive if you're hanging out with prostitutes. If you're hanging, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he would become a friend with many of them, and often allowing them to live with him in exchange for helping around the house. He uh, he tried to get many of them to quit uh, in prostitution and get their lives in order. So oh, here so he is. He's a giver. Why he would is a you giver. He's a caring person. He's got this uh, store where he has all kind of great stuff. And then they selling. Well, you know what? I got now. I got a bunch of. Um, I got a little shop, you know, on eBay, the Colonel's collection. <laughs> I did not I know that. Stuff to, oh, yeah. You have a Colonel's Bazaar? No, it's called the Colonel's Collection. Um, it's is an it eBay store. You is it go. my turn yet? Yes, please, Brandy, continue. Nobody cares about your stupid store. What? What do you have in your store, Carl? What the fuck? Nobody cares about your stupid You've store. You've got a store where you sell eclectic? Uh, you have like a- well, it's it's fine art and collectibles. Um, what it's none of, of those things. What are some of the things that you have? Well, I, like if you, I got, I liked movie stuff. I are you going to spit it out? Or you just, and what are you I doing? got uh, a bottle of scope, a half a bottle of scope. You remember the movie Deep Throat? Yeah, Linda Lovelace. Linda Lovelace's half right, a bottle of scope. I've got it on uh, DVD. Because apparently yeah. she was doing a lot of gargling in that movie. Oh, she didn't so use the whole the bottle, set. but I got what was left over. I see. Okay, Brandy, can you please continue? You're fucking nasty. Okay, well. In the summer I'm, of 1984. You know what? I've had bits. Hold on, hold on for one second. Why do I have now, to hold on? Now, this is all something time. that most of our people don't know. Well, I'm sure you're going to tell us, Cliff. Is what? that in the show, Lassie, the women dogs, as women tend to be, were too temperamental and hard to train. Are we seriously going on? So the, they were moody, I have basically news. moody and stupid. What, what does uh, this have to do with Robert? Really? Cordella? It's in the it's in the Colonel's collection. I will bruise you. What is it? What is it in the Colonel's? Well, Lassie they did not do his own stunts. Your corpse. So Lassie had a stunt dog. Okay. Well, of course they had to neuter the stunt dog, so you know you could pass it off as Lassie. You. I got in a jar, mason jar, the balls of Lassie's stunt dog. Do they sit on the shelf next to yours? <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Anybody want to look Lassie's on eBay balls. for the Colonel's Corner? You can okay. find my eBay. So store. if it was Lassie balls, it would really be worth something. I know, but yeah. it's not Lassie balls. <laughs> it's Lassie stunt devil balls. 
that is, how, much that go, that goes, how much are they going for, Colonel? Um, the last, uh, now, I've got them right now listed at $166. Okay. Uh, and this last, the final bid he got was $2. <laughs> Please Per ball, $1 per ball. Right. Well, you know, it's only fair. Continue, Brandy. All right. In the summer of 84. And you know something that you could use, that you could use. And did I you know have, many things I did could Did you ever use. see the movie Cool Hand Luke? I did, yeah. I liked no. it. You didn't see the movie Cool. Do you do know who Paul Newman she is? She never saw Casablanca. Of course I know who Paul Newman is. A handsome guy. Uh-huh. Right? Now, how much would you give for a bar of soap with one of his pubic hairs stuck to it? I. You have that in your collection? Group? I do. Was that pre-menopause or post-menopause? It's yeah, a, it's, it, it's a cute. It's, it's a brown a, It's not a it, smoky one. It's, it's a not black a gray. One. No, it's, it's not black. Some pepper. Uh, no, it's black. I would give a whole fifty cents. No, 50 cents. no, people, cent. are, people. Are Continue, Brandy. Rude sorry, Brandy. You're not sorry. You're a cocksucker. <laughs> In the summer of 1984, Berdella began hanging out with 19-year-old. Sounds judgmental to me. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> yeah. Howell, do one of the young, one of the young one prostitutes. Time. <laughs> Berdella had met Hal's Bob's Bob Bizarre Bizarre. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell. Berdella had met Hal at Bob's Bizarre Bizarre. The booth was known for its unusual taste. He sold human clay. Oh, that seems to be something that you just said that's on my script. What's that? Uh, the booth was known for its unusual taste. He sold human skulls, occult books, jewelry, and many other novelty items. You got novelty. I items. bet he didn't have Stevie Wonder's driver's license. <laughs> is it expired? Is it current? Is it, no, it's expired. You have that in your collection? I do. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to see some of his tickets. <laughs> Jerry Howe was the son of another flea market patron. Okay. So flea, evidently flea market people are like carnies. They just all hang out together doing shit and raising hell. Well, that's an association. And collecting cool stuff. Yeah. Right. So Now, did he have, you said he had toenail clippings. Nope, I didn't say that. <laughs> did I didn't, I, nowhere did I say I, that. It's not in the script. I have not. Oh, I said I got Mother Teresa's toenail clippings. Mother Did Teresa. I tell you that? No. I got Mother Teresa's toenail, a set of toenail clippings from Mother See, Teresa. I don't, like, I don't like that. They, I mean, look, I like Mother Teresa just like next guy. But I don't think they should fast-track her and make her a saint. I mean, oh, see, I'm not Catholic, so I don't care. But let but, me go through the process. Don't fast-track. You know what I mean? Well, but, it doesn't seem fair to the other Catholics, does it? Or the other saints. You know, I'm wondering well, if they're going to... everything moves now, faster. The world's small enough. And all, wait a minute. First of all, there's two things here that I need to know. First of all, in all seriousness, do you think that the priest that was beheaded, do you think they'll do that for him? No, you have to. Because well, I mean, he did depends. some good shit. Well, you I have mean, to. You know, you have to perform miracles to be a saint. What miracle did she perform? I don't know. I'm calling exactly. bullshit on it too. She had two really good card tricks. <laughs> <laughs> she could get your nose like no <laughs> other. Pick a card, any card. <laughs> the other question is: Are they pre or post mortem toenail clippings? They're, That's they're important. Pre, they, this was, you know, because in the washing of the feet. Mother Teresa was not prone to pedicures. As in the washing of the feet. Yeah, but, you know, you can't walk around in those sandals all the time. They get big and clawy and Well, shit. that's what I'm saying. I think like she, she didn't, she didn't, she wasn't big on going to the, right. to the Koreans and getting her pigs. No, out. so to be the simple people, and I, I picked them up from some guy in, in India. Um okay. While we're on the Catholic track, I'll tell you another interesting oh, yeah, thing. Let's, I got. let's insult some more people. And Go you ahead. can have it. I wouldn't insult uh, them. 
I got this one. Now, now this one's up for sale now, and this one's getting a lot of offers. Uh-huh. Um, I got some belly button lint from Pope John Paul. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Holy lint. Holy lint. PJP. Mm-hmm. The lint of the father, Timmy. Lint of the father. Brandy. I would like it better from this Pope. This Pope's kind of awesome. Yeah, but I don't know if he wears T-shirts. PJP's be all right, though, I guess. Yeah, but he's still got to wear that white hat and all that kind of stuff. I bet he does wear T-shirts. Please continue, Brandy. Um, Let's see. Okay, so Jerry Howell, you know, disappeared. Okay. On July 5th, right after the four, day after 4th of July. It is, right after. They probably went to the fireworks the day before. Probably did. It was in 84. Mm-hmm. Probably so, had a hot dog eating contest. You know, they might have owned if they went to the... Anyway. So, no one had information on his whereabouts, but it was known that he had been associating with Bradella, and some family members believed that Bob had something to do with the disappearance. Uh, Hal was drugged with tranquilizers, bound, gagged, and sodomized for weeks. Oh, my God. And what? Sodomized, sodomized for weeks. For weeks. Yeah, it's just not a. It's not a day or two, Colonel. These are. <laughs> this is a. This is a week or, or weeks plural of being sodomized. Now, see if he would have if he would have gone to the Colonel store. Oh, that person, they could have bought the very first model or the very first sex doll with a working mouth. I don't know. I don't think that he wanted that. Okay. I don't know, but sodomizing a poor bastard for weeks, now that'll cause some, Well, that'll uh, cause a hemorrhoidal flare-up. <laughs> he could possibly do that. He, it, yeah. And well, some uh, bloody stool. He probably, couldn't, so. he probably couldn't hold his mud. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So he's sodomizing, well, first of all, never mind the fact that... So he's got this guy kidnapped. He's got this guy kidnapped. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. He's got to be ripe. If you're sodomizing him for weeks... Yeah. Well, like, maybe he's hosing him down. I don't know. Poor guy. That's um, the skin soft. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then it gets better. So eventually, Berdella tires of his smell or whatever it is. So he hangs him upside down in his basement and puts little slits in his body to drain the blood out. Oh, well, how else would you do it? Well, clearly. Maybe the guy had a cold and he was just trying He was trying to bleed him to see if that would help. Yeah, leeches. Yeah, yeah. leeches, not little bitty slits. Right. Anyway, this led so to... So this guy, no, seriously, this guy was... Yeah, this guy was tortured. It was yeah. nasty. Yeah. So this led to Hal's death by asphyxiation. Uh, so Bardella did what any sane person would do in that situation. Uh, dismembered him and took him out with the trash. Mm. So garbage men then unwittingly took the trash to the dump, and he Hal was never seen again. Those garbage men are not very fucking observant. No, they're not. Well, no, they're not. I go through. Well, go ahead, devil. I occasionally like to look through other because you find things. You do find things. I found. Uh, you know what I found in somebody's garbage one time. And she she was right before I knew she was gonna be famous, so I say I, I was like you know what I'm gonna look through a garbage see what I see you remember out. Susan Boyle's the one that did oh yeah uh, Americans or uh, England's Britain's Got Talent mm-hmm. yeah. I got a strip of her bikini wax <laughs> nice I wonder if she does her own she does nice. well back then she did because yeah, she, she probably has to do it for her now oh, um, okay. and I also. I don't um, got job. now this was a long time ago but you remember Mama Cass died um, allegedly Mama, Mama's and the Mama's and the Papas yeah um, I got the half of the ham sandwich she didn't finish she, she choked, choked on the ham, ham sandwich makes you a horrible person so 
During this time and subsequent crimes, he took pictures and he kept a detailed log because well, that's what you do well, he was, when you're never going to get caught. Well, I mean, you think about it. He has this store where he's got all kind of different shit in it. So he has to keep an inventory, much like the colonel does with his, his mm-hmm. things. So he kept an inventory of, uh, he, you know, it's kind of OCD that he kept Grab records. Me. Actually, I got my inventory right here. No. All right. So Columbo's Glass Eye. Remember him? I, I do. Peter Falk. I got yes. his glass eye. Oh, you should have had his raincoat. That would be cool. No, the eye is much cooler. You can play with it. Then here's a more recent one that I drug out of the garbage. Um, Caitlyn Jenner. Everybody knows Caitlyn Jenner. But you can't walk around in those slinky dresses that you got, you know, with, when you got a full package on. Uh-huh. Um, so you tuck it back. But it don't just stay there. You got to use a special kind of tape, Timmy. An adhesive. And he said, I got Caitlyn, I got an, a, an eight-inch strip of Caitlyn Jenner's dick tape. That's amazing, girl. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's... I'm going to go ahead and dick tape that we need to get this done. <laughs> Please continue, Brandy. All it's right. Ridiculous. It, <laughs> well, it just really is. <laughs> Dolly Parton's training, bro. I got that. <sighs> so, Berdella laid low for a while and didn't find another victim for almost a year. But 95 was a big year for him. And he would abduct, rape, torture, and kill three people. Wow, it was a big year. Tres personas. Oh, yeah. That's Spanish. It, I'm, I'm kind of bilingual that way. Yeah. Uh, his next victim was Robert Sheldon. He disappeared April 10th, 1985. Sheldon was an acquaintance of Bob's who needed a place to stay temporarily. Well, he asked the wrong motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is not where they... This like Motel 6. They leave the light on, and then they tie you up and sodomize you. For and then they hang you upside down and bleed you. upside down and bleed you. And bleed um, you out. So... The guy was like... And I, I got... Just... This made me think of this. It's a free association. He's a dastardly man. I got something from a dastardly man. I got Hitler's mustache trimmer. Devil. I bet you'd be interested in that. So, sure, uh, Bordello said he, the guy could stay at his house for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheldon got drunk, and Bordello had to keep him. Okay. He then drug him with sedatives and tranquilizers and bound and gagged him as he'd done with Hal. He then sodomized and tortured this poor man repeatedly for days. I'm sensing, I've seen a pattern here. Well, yeah. A sodomizer and a torturer. On April 15th, so five days after he grabbed this guy, workmen arrived to do some roofing for Berdella. And then he roofied them. Why would he not fucking know that the roofers were coming? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you got to plan ahead for that shit. Yeah, you reschedule. If yeah. you got, if you got a, if you, if you got have a kid a company, if you have a kidnap victim that you're sodomizing, yeah. you reschedule that. You shit. You do reschedule that shit. Seems I don't know. It's just I got planning. one of Bill Cosby's cocktail glasses. <laughs> Um, Pudding jars. <laughs> no, did he roofied people? Yeah, I, got, just, I got it. I got it. The roof thing made me think of that. Yeah. I got one of his cocktail glasses. Okay. Speaking of glasses, I got a pair of got a pair of Helen Keller's uh, glasses. Readers. Uh, her readers. She didn't. She, her eyesight wasn't. They're barely enough. used. Yeah. They're, they're, well, they still got the stickers on them. She didn't know. Were they three <laughs> hundred? No, they just fucked with her and got the 1.25. <laughs> Brandy, please get me. I ignore where I'm at now. Just hold on. All right. So the workmen come to do the roof. Mm-hmm. 
So Berdella had to suffocate Sheldon with a plastic bag so that the workmen wouldn't hear him. Oh, uh, poor bastard. He then placed the body in the bathtub and made it. Because he couldn't reschedule the roofing. No. Well, you know, he could have had a leak. Yeah, he he could, could. And then that, that just ruins everything. Yeah, it's it. a pain in the ass. Yeah. So he put him in the bathtub and then made incisions to allow the blood to drain. So again. he drained him in the bathtub. Drained him in the tub. Again, he dismembered and disposed of the body in the trash like he'd done with Hal. Oh, okay, except for this time, he kept the head and buried it in the backyard. Well. Like a dog. Now, see, even I don't have a head in my collection. Yeah. So he obviously does not think of a lot of these garbage men. Well, I mean, I guess if you have it in a hefty bag, I not guess. one of the white ones and one of the darker, in one of the black bags. When it's, I mean, it seems like if the odor would smell, you would... You know what, though? I'm thinking if you get it out fresh... Maybe. It or maybe, the, you know, if you work on a garbage truck, you just don't notice smell after a while. Probably. Yeah. You become just very, very immune. All right. So, Berdella's third victim was Mark Wallace. And this poor guy was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He wasn't a drug abuser. He wasn't a hooker. Uh, he just helped Bob do some yard work. Well, see, that's what when you when you prune some fucking trees on this man's this fucker's all about home improvement though. <laughs> he has been like my husband watching HGTV all the time. Well, I need this shit done now. So he's pruning his uh, lemon tree or whatever. He's he's setting the azaleas, just okay. doing his thing. Okay, and then what happens? And a storm. So a storm. Picture it. Okay. So a storm erupts. Oh, that's so Kansas too. Storm it's storm sort of like uh, sort of like Wizard yeah. of Oz. It's out in Kansas. There's a big storm. Okay. And the big house fell on your sister. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the storm comes. Sudden storm. Mm-hmm. And Next thing you know, you're surrounded mm-hmm. by munching. Not yet. And Wallace. <laughs> I'm trying to set something here. I'm trying to give you music for it. I don't need music for it. My voice is lyrical enough. His, his uh, sound effects does add to the atmosphere, making it like a sense of urgency. Is he Mr. Sound Effects? Well, let me tell you something. Okay, so there's a storm a brewing. Sounds like he's snoring. There's a storm a brewing. Or hopefully choking. So, yeah, so the storm comes, the storm, you know what, fucking, storm comes up, Wallace went to go to Bordella's tool shed, Mm -hmm. and Bob said, no, 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 don't do that. How you doing? Come on inside. Come on in the house. Why don't you come on in here? We'll get you some lemonade. We'll get you some fresh clothes. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll sodomize those, you. And those clothes, you hang must you up be, and bleed you. You must, he didn't want him to get a chill. Well, he's thoughtful that way. He is. And that was the last time anybody saw him. Uh, well. Uh... As soon as he got in there, when he offered him some lemonade, he, you know, drugged him. Uh-huh. Uh, Berdella tortured and sodomized Wallace for several hours until he died from asphyxiation. Motherfucker. I, you know, the party's just getting started, and this guy uh-huh. has to go ahead and choke and uh-huh. die. So, well, did he finish the yard work, at least? No, the storm came up. Oh. Uh-huh. So, Berdella still has to cut his own grass. Well, he doesn't have to pay him now, I guess. Shit, don't do well, well. well, you know what, though? If you put the body in the garden, that's when you get the good shit that comes up. Yeah. But, you know, they, they, it's good fertilizer. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so, what year? This is in the 60s? 90s. This is in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, there was another thing you were telling me about in the 60s. Right, Forget it. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. This This poor guy... <laughs> 
I mean, at least he didn't have to sit and be tortured, but, I mean, he died pretty quick. And Berdella... Did he get sodomized? Yeah, I mean, he's sodomized. I mean, I, you, you kind of build that in. That, that's a given. Okay. Kind of. If I mean, it's a Berdella, See, this time drugs, yeah. for a couple hours. He's like to sodomize a bunny. Well... Keeps on going. Yeah. And he's, you know... Well, you can you can bank on if you're if you saw him and go uh, gonorrhea. Yes, <laughs> if you take a drink from Berdella, he's gonna he's sodomize gonna you. yeah he's gonna sodomize you one way or another. He's gonna so, sodomize you. He's gonna hang you up. Uh, uh, he's gonna hang you up upside down and bleed you. Yeah. So then he's gonna cut you up, put you out in the trash. So all right. So then the next one, the next guy was James. What else you got in that store, Colonel Ferris? Huh? Well, no, my script doesn't well, make any sense here. I got, remember Sonny Bono crashed into the tree? Yeah. Stan, I got his ski goggles. I, well, I got half a pack. Were they prescription? I got, well, it's hard to tell. They're all cracked up. They're all foggy. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some of her used chewing gum. <sighs> nice. Mm-hmm. What else, what's the next, Brandy? What else happened next? So Ferris, this guy Ferris was an actual friend of Berdella's, mm-hmm. and his, his death was different from... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everybody else is because Bob had a motive for killing Ferris. So it wasn't just like spur of the moment he saw him, okay. liked him, what whatever. What was his motive? Um... Prior to Ferris's torture and death, he and his wife had stayed as house guests to Berdella. Okay. Um, oh, well, this is fucked up. So while Bob was away, Ferris and his wife vandalized the house and stole his drug supply. Motherfucker. So they were dicks. Yeah, they were dicks. They were, they were a dick, Colonel. You have to say that that's being a dick, Colonel. That's a that's dick kind move. Of being a, that's a, a dick, dick move. You stole your drugs. Well, because seriously, I mean, the guy gives him a place to stay. Now, yeah. eventually he may have drugged him. <laughs> but, you know, he gives you a place to stay. Sodomize what do you do? him and then yeah. bled him out. Yeah. But he gives you a place to stay. Right. He ain't done nothing to you. And what right. happens? Right. So yeah. this is why. This is why. So anyway. On September it's 20- karma. Karma's a bitch. Karma is a bitch. On September 26, 1985, Berdella ran into Ferris at a gay club. 
where the married wait, 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 where wait, the married guy sh- absolutely should be. Yeah, he's a married guy and he's at the gay club. Okay, and invited him back to his house for a drug session. Okay. So I just out of curiosity, I don't know if this is your terminology, but I would be curious as. What's a drug session? I think it meant inviting back the house to partake in uh, legal uh, drugs. Okay. A drug session? What the fuck do you think a drug session? Have you been to enough orgies and drug sessions to know? A drug session sounds like, you know, I'm talking to my therapist, and my therapist is giving me, you know, Thorazine to talk to them. That's a session. But yeah, I've never heard, like, let's sit down and have a drug would session, you, guys. Would you, would you start... Taking the Thorazine that your psychiatrist gives you <laughs> when if I want to have a session, that that that, that would probably be. Could you see a, a nice sunny zombied out devil walking yeah, through here, foot ple- shuffling? Yeah, you know, that would be pleasant to be around. Something yeah. pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. Continue, Brandy. You mm-hmm. you might even smile once in a while. Doubt it. I might. We clean the drops, the, the little drool off your chin and whatnot. <laughs> so. Okay, so whatever. Drug sessions is a stupid term. All right, so that would be they the They got end. high. They went back to his house. No, got I got high. that. Okay. I know, I know what it is. It's just a term, weird term. All right, I'm sorry. This would be the end of James Ferris's life. Berdella drugged him, bound him, tortured him, as he'd done with the others until he died of asphyxiation. He, of course, dismembered the body and disposed of it as he had all the others. I'm fucking garbage man. has got to be getting pissed at this point. I don't know. Oh, this guy, he's got all this heavy shit that we have to carry every time we come here. I know. It is kind of a dick move. I bet, I wonder if he gives him a good gift card at Christmas I hope time. he does. I hope he does. So, on June 17th, 1986, I don't, I never gave, when I owned a house, I never gave uh, tr- trash men uh, I know, but you folks. should. I mean, that's a nice, they're not, most of my, you, trash, my trash guys are Do you nice. give them a, a tip at Christmas? No, but I need to. Okay, so you're, you're, you're. Nobody gives me a tip for shit. <laughs> well, I think tips come from being nice to people and providing good service. Colonel, what else is in your shop? <laughs> um, Motherfucker, I, got- I give exceptional customer service. Uh, and I am pleasant to most people, just not you guys. Do you believe that? I don't even our, our listeners don't believe that shit. I'm not pleasant to you people because you all you all just trying to kill me. Continue, uh, Randy. All right. So, Big Bob meets a male prostitute that he'd known for a couple of years, so they didn't just meet, uh, and invited him back to his house. The guy's name was Todd Stoops. Okay. He then drugged and tortured him for weeks. Well, when he did he to- sodomizing? It doesn't say that's his drug. I'm betting. I'm going to. If I'm going to bet, I'm, I'm going, going to say out on a limb and saying yeah, that he did there was sodomy involved. Yeah. I'm sure. So he, uh, so he does. You know, he fucks with this guy, and on July seventh, Stoop died from blood loss as a result Stoop? of Stoop. Stoop dog. I wonder if Stoops. they called him Stoop dog. I bet they did. So he died of what? Blood loss. Blood loss as a result of the torture. Ooh, see? So, again. You got one of those fissures. Oh, I hate pumping that. Pumping too hard. Oh. You know, you do. You tend to you tend to die of blood loss when someone... Sodomizes you for weeks. Well, and then bleed you. Well, yeah. Cut holes in you. Well, so Put again... you upside down. You tend to right. die. Yeah, that tends to be... You tend to lose a lot so of So, again, Berdella disposed of the body like he had all the others. And he was, went inactive for about a year. On June... Uh, in June of 1987... 
Bordella would bail out of jail an old friend named Larry Pearson. Bordella invited Pearson to come live with him. There you go. Uh, man, I'm a, a, that's not a good, Bob. Yeah, that's not a good move. Uh, he then drugged and tortured him for six weeks, and during this time, Bob attempted to make him his love slave. Mm. I've been my love slave. Did he sodomize him? I would guess so if he's going to be a love slave. But here's my favorite part. So he's still got this guy. Now, he kidnapped him in June. Right. On August 5th of 1986, while torturing his victim. Mm -hmm. So he's had him now for months. Right. Pearson bit off the top of Berdella's penis. Oh, my God. Oh, he was a dick nipper. They ain't no worse than a dick nipper. You know, I think if you're being tortured at the <laughs> no, time. No, you know what? You want to bend me over up and sodomize me for weeks? I, uh, that's one thing. But you bite the nip of my dick off, that's not cool. No, the, the victim bit off Bernal's dick. Oh, okay. Dick. Well, that's colonel justice, then. Yeah. You should try paying the fuck attention <laughs> before you comment. Never mind. I approve in this instance of dick nipping. Jesus. Okay, All right, so, so Berdella has Berdella dick, is dick now dick. wounded. Yes, he had the tip of his dick bit off. I wonder if he had to save it in some milk. I, I don't know. So he sought treatment at a nearby hospital. Like cereal. How do you explain that shit? Well, I just woke up. I don't know. I was I mean, cutting a bagel. <laughs> it, it slipped. So I told her not to use teeth. Well, oof. So Berdella, no, he's not listening. I know. Because he's playing Candy Crush. Mm -hmm. Berdella was told that he'd have to stay in the hospital for a couple days. Before being admitted, though, he told doctors he had to go home and pick up the part of his penis that become <laughs> detached. Well, see, that's when you get in a rush because you start to panic. You see blood coming yeah, out of the penis. Yeah, you go running out the door without the tip of your dick. Yeah, then you got to go back, mm -hmm. got to backtrack, and then you got to find a damn thing. So you got to go back, you got to find penis, you got to then go back, backtrack all the way back to the hospital. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Help me. I don't know how. Take your time. Yeah, take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. Take a deep breath. Look. Reach down. Look down. Pick up your penis. And then, then go proceed to the hospital. There's no sense running to the hospital without your, the tip <laughs> well, of your penis. This is a way you can't reattach it. Well, and if you got a dog or a cat or, <laughs> yeah, mice, or mice. Well, the dog is going to snatch what, that penis. Well, yeah, but wouldn't ants get on that shit, too? Well, probably not. You know, it's like the 15-second rule. <laughs> if it's if, if it's okay. It's, I don't think it's like that. Let me tell you something. If it's in the floor, because my guess is, I mean, I'm sure you've, do been, we know? Hold on, you've do been to an emergency room. That's like a two-hour minimum wait time. Do we know that the guy spit the tip out? Yeah, We they, do not. Well, we not, he, well he didn't because he, he went back and got the penis. So, yeah, but maybe he had to get the guy to lift his tongue. But you know, at this point, he's pissed at the guy. He did well, find his. He you found know, his it takes penis. a lot of balls to be pissed at somebody that you've been <laughs> sodomizing for two weeks. Yeah, but if you buy a golf your dick, it's a different story. Right, that's crossing a line. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's, uh, it's not uh, not appropriate. Okay, no, so I mean, so Berdella tells him, "I got to go home and get this part of my dick that okay. got bit off." Yeah. Or oh, fell yeah. off, can, or can I, I sliced place, off. Can I hold my place yeah, line? Just, don't, don't, give right my, don't give up my bed. Yeah, I'll be right back. Right. So Bedella runs home, suffocates Pearson uh, with a plastic bag, and disposes of his body in the customary way. So he cuts him up, bleeds him out, cuts him up, right. sends him to the trash. Which, by the way, has to take a little bit of time. How long are they going to hold his bed? Because oh. then 
motherfucker buries this guy's head in the backyard right. again. Okay. So, I mean, the, all of these things take some time. Well, meanwhile, was, you're walking around with half penis. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. well, meanwhile, you've got half a dick, and you've got the other half that's sitting there becoming leather. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's not getting blood flow. So Ooh. I don't know what the fuck he thought he was going to accomplish now. Here, he might as well take it in a Slim Jim and okay. be like, here, t- attach this. It's kind of cool that uh, the guy did that, though. Well, he probably I can't believe it done before. A, a sliver, like, chopped off the end of a hot dog. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would have been a similar. However, evidently, penis, uh, you can bite off the tip of your penis and for hours still be okay. Mm-hmm. That part of your penis can lay on the floor. It grows back. And for hours, <laughs> does it regenerate? It's like a worm. It regenerates itself. So, But evidently, it could be okay because they reattached... Mm-hmm. The part of his pecker that got bit off. I wonder if he couldn't find it if he would have cut off the other guys and said it was his. That's I would, what I would that's have. What oh, I, like a transplant? Yeah. It would have been Frankenpecker. <laughs> <laughs> we already got a Frankenpecker. <laughs> All right. John Bobbitt. All right. So, almost another year later, because you know he had to heal. Right. Right. He's not doing a whole lot of sodomizing for at least six weeks. <laughs> well, you know what? You no know, sodomy. You can't jack up your stitches either, man. I wonder if he got to kind of dissolve themselves. He had them taken out. I don't know, but, you know, I would think that, you know, one time you'd blow those stitches right off. Mm. Yeah. It'd be like it'd be like when the space shuttle, you know, how the little thing lifts away from the yeah. big space shuttle, the little... Yeah. That'd be like that, the tip of the penis just coming straight off again. I think that Like, be you'd be back at the doctor like, oh, I did it again, you know. Right. Excuse me. I that does not sound appealing. So after he healed up a little bit, mm-hmm. it was another year, and Berdella found his final victim. On March 29th, nineteen eighty-eight, he picked up male prostitute. So he's, Chris, he's healed. Yeah, Chris Bryson. Okay. For five days, he Chris kept Bryson, him, male prostitute. <laughs> for five days, he kept him drugged, tortured, and sodomized him, and I bet he didn't compensate him accordingly. I'm sure he did. Eventually, while Berdella was at work, Bryson freed himself by burning through his ropes and jumping out of the second story, out of the second story of Berdella's Hyde Park home. Good for him. He fled the property, butt naked. Why didn't he just take the door? He was free. Well, he might not. He didn't. You know, whatever. I, you know what? My thought is, I'm getting the fuck out of this house. Like, <laughs> there's a he, window. I'm jumping out. Yeah. I saw the first opening in here. Ah! Yeah. So he's been sodomizing me with his sawed-off pecker. Right. So he would do anything get away from that. No worse than a sawed-off pecker. You know what? I bet it's all crooked at the end too. I bet it like turns he had a leaner. He had a leaner. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, and just leaner and gross. Okay, so Bryson jumps out the window. He's butt naked. Mm-hmm. He is, however, wearing a dog collar. Oh well, of course. Well, so I assume no that's apropos. Mm-hmm. He's apropos. He is. So fortunately, there was a meter man across the street, and the meter man <laughs> sodomized him. <laughs> Plus, this oh, was, that would suck. <laughs> this isn't your. Just this isn't your day. That's the meter awful. Man took him to the basement, sodomized him. <laughs> oh, poor guy. So the meter man called the authorities, and the police came. They searched Bordella's home. They found. Detailed torture logs, massive amounts of Polaroids. I bet the guy's OCD. He's got all those pictures and notes and things. Massive amounts of Polaroids, torture weapons, and human skulls. Uh, 
Now that's that's trouble when the police get there. Yeah, because you know police might might overlook a little little pot, a little but, weed, but yeah, little acid. Yeah, but they're not going to over overlook human skulls. I wonder if yeah. they plan, I wonder if they planted it. I don't know. Set him up. Well, the police start. Hey, if I was a cop, I'd carry a human skull and and a cruise plant a plant a human yeah. skull on yeah. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Hey, hey, lady, you're bitching at me because I pulled you over for a run of stop sign? Oh, it looks as appeared to be a human skull in your glove compartment. Perhaps we should talk about that a little more. Exactly. I think you just toss it in the back seat. Behind, unless it was a little dog or something. Just saying, they're coming handy. What happens, what happens next, Colonel? Just... Picture it to me in a police uniform <laughs> with, a, with a human skull behind his back just on saying, every stop. I'm just saying, it'd keep people from being mouthy. <laughs> I well, guess it would. Yeah. But after a while, the, I think people would notice you always calling <laughs> people in so for having human skulls. Wow. Say don't people you know cops plant you know cues of planting drugs and cues of planting guns. They would never human human skull would never expect that. No, exactly. (laughs) So, okay, well, police get suspicious. (laughs) Yeah, finding human skulls, I would imagine, (laughs) raises a red flag. So they interview some neighbors, and they this leads to a search of the property around the house. And some freshly dug places. Now, worst-case scenario seems to be unfolding for everybody here. On Easter weekend, they had their own little, uh, it would be, on Easter weekend, it would prove to be difficult to locate someone who could operate and had access to earth-moving equipment. So they called uh, Lanny, her future husband. Randy's future husband. Told him they was going to have a (laughs) big-ass Easter egg hunt in the backyard. And could he bring a backhoe? So, as Bardello was currently being held by warrants previously issued stemming from Bryson's comments, time was on the side of the Kansas City Police Department. However, as is always the case, the media was alerted to the strange turn of events. Mm. And they started swarming the house on Charlotte Street, complicating the entire investigation. Excavation of the backyard began as hordes of reporters were on the site. Now, almost immediately, detectives spotted a human skull with hair and soft tissue still intact. Now, that may have been planted there by one of the detectives. <laughs> no, uh, it was not. Really? <laughs> no, it was not. It still had hair on now, it? Now, the work continued yeah, into... Yeah, that's when you know it's fresh, if it's still... If it's like you still have an afro on it. It's skin. A beehive. Yeah, if the, if the head gel still hasn't gone bad. Yeah. So, work continued into the backyard into Monday. Strange items were found unrelated to any human death. Animal bones, jaws with bird feathers, whatever. Yeah, because he had all this weird shit in his house and his store. Yeah. Now, this discovery led credence to the idea that perhaps Bordello was into Satanism Hmm. um, and went to the Wednesday night... Satanism. Satanism and went to the Wednesday night meetings with the devil over here. Or some kind of occult religion. So he had some... Chances are he had like a little... uh, you know, a little uh, shrine yeah. to brandy. To brandy. Yeah. Like as incense he and yeah, pen, little pentagram yeah, candles yeah. everywhere. Yeah. As he should. Picture of brandy. Baby rabbit blood all over. Yeah. Um, really? Baby rabbit blood. 
Every new discovery created more questions than answers. In the meantime, detectives continued to work inside the house, impeded by the clutter of piles of dog shit. In the meantime, detectives also continued to work inside the house impeded by the clutter and piles of dog feces. Feces. There you oh, go. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I understood what you were saying, Colonel. Luminol. Now uh, everybody knows what luminol is. Luminol is the shit. You yeah, spray I'm it on and put some luminol find... in this office and see where they're physically. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Now, people began contacting the police. I bet, they, I bet they found some blood where he got bit off his penis. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, he still had to explain that one. So, anyway, people began contacting the police department with concern for loved ones that were missing and known to have been spent time with Bardella. Witnesses stepped forward to discuss their encounters with him. Some claimed to have seen Bardella injecting people with drugs, but tri- primarily tranquilizers he used for his dogs. Others claim to be victims of these assaults. One man waddled up and... Well, no, I'll let that go. Waddled up? Well, because he couldn't walk right after he'd been sodomized for about eight weeks. He walked like a cowboy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, poor man didn't even make noise when he fought it anymore. Just whistled. (laughs) Now, Bob Bardella sat in the jail, waiting to see what... But for his own safety, he was put in the sick bay. Oh. Now, sexual abusers... Particularly homosexuals are often victims of violence at the hands of other prisoners. Observers claim that Bardella appeared remorseful and in denial, perhaps somewhat pensive and reflective. So he was sitting there. He had some time to think. Yeah, had some time to think about it. And the more he thought, he got a woody and uh, that made him no more remorseful again. So he refused to speak to anyone who might convey his side of the story, such as the media or police. His friends who visited him said that he wished to speak to a particular minister with whom he had developed a friendship. Not necessarily for religious counseling, but to have someone to confide in. Mm, to tell his whole must to. Yeah. He ignored the entire situation. As an individual, individual accustomed to being in control... The experience was humiliating and irritating, much like being sodomized for several yeah. weeks at a time. Yeah, he needed to file a complaint or something. Yeah, he felt, oh, well, yeah. He felt abused. Strongly worded letters to somebody. Because of his contacts in his business and years spent in Kansas City, Bardella had a lot of acquaintances, some of which were friends. But to all who knew him, it was difficult to believe such a monster lived within the man. But we all have monsters in us, don't we? We all have demons. We in all have an evil side, don't we? Some of us, some saying, of us are more apparent good. than others. Yeah, some and, and some, some of us, some of us wear their demons on their sleeves. Some of us have a very transparent evil side. <laughs> some of us hide it a little bit better. Maybe you ought to maybe you ought to learn to hide yours a little bit better, though. Should I? Now, you know actually, what I would not want to have is lopsided face syndrome, like Bell's palsy. <laughs> It would not be a good look. Lopsided face syndrome. <laughs> Your face is lopsided. What? What? What the hell does that mean? There's like part of it's melting, or what does that even mean? I don't understand. There is a uh, disease it's called Bell's palsy, and it's a lopsided face syndrome, and you you can have a lopsided face. What a lopsided oh, face? Lefty. 
I'm just saying I wouldn't want to have that. I feel sorry for people who My suffer. mom had it. Really? Yep. She had Bell's palsy. One side of her face looked like that guy from Raiders to the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, Did you recover? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I'm just. I feel sorry for anyone that's got that disease. That looks awful. Now this reaction from see people, our poor listeners, gentle listener. I know you don't know where I'm at in this because you've been interrupted on numerous occasions, and I'm going to try to bring ah. you back up to this. Now. They dug up his backyard. They got him in a police station. He's pensive. He's separated from everybody else. He wants to talk to a minister. His friends can't believe all this is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the police had no corpse as of yet, so they could not provi- prove a murder. Well, hell no. The, the garbage man has taken all of them away. But the intangible evidence was overwhelming, leading detectives to realize a death, if not more than one, had occurred on his property. Still, it was most difficult to convince a judge to seriously consider murder charges when there was no corpse. That's the, hard to do. It happens, though, doesn't it? There was a guy it's here. called lo- Corpus Delecti. Yeah, there was a guy here locally was a, uh, that was convicted of murder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when there wasn't a body. Oh, well, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. We'll do that story sometime. All right, continue, Kerr. The skull and the vertebrae, located early in the excavation of the yard, was sent to the lab for positive identification. Now, as Bardella has so many odd artifacts in, in his store and house, it was difficult to determine what was authentic or what was not. So he's a hoarder. He was. Mm-hmm. Friends and family claimed Bardella was an eccentric, which is uh, why he would yeah. keep people in It is odd behavior to kidnap, sodomize, sodomize and yeah. cut people up. Yeah, very likable and responsible. Well, he, wasn't, really, just, he wasn't as well liked by the men. He was sodomizing for No, they, they, they had a bone to pick with him. <laughs> they, they, they had a bone <laughs> inside them. They wanted taken out. Now, his worst fault from the viewpoint of his friends was Badella was condescending when dealing with women or people he considered less knowledgeable than himself. So Which he was if, full of himself, basically. Well, I mean, if he was of average intelligence, he would probably consider women less knowledgeable. You know who else he didn't like? People with lopsided face syndrome. Wow. He did not. Now, we get into the investigation. Here's where we're at, folks. The detectives knew they had to identify the people in the pictures, including the ones with no faces portrayed. Now, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. To identify people with no faces portrayed in pictures. Yeah. Or people with lopsided faces. Or like if they would have had lopsided heads, it would have been much easier. So it was suggested L-F-S. by an outside source that detectives asked Bardella to assume the pose of the person taking the yeah, photographs. I don't understand that. They had him posing. Yeah, they had him posing. I guess it was like to get inside his head or something to make yeah. it work now. But I don't think he had a lot of empathy for people, so I don't see how that would work. So they put a plan into action um, to have... These pictures taken, they'd send them to a professional for positive ID. Samples of his body hair were obtained, and Bordello was very embarrassed and humiliated by having to pose for these photos, yet cooperative for the most part. He did resist with more than one position he had to assume. One of those was positioning him, him to represent having anal sex with another when the detectives wanted to position his hand as if shoving someone shoving something into someone's anus. Yeah, I something would, I he would, was well-versed and practiced that, but he did not want to do for the policeman. I can't blame him. He didn't want to do it for an audience. Well, yeah. I can't blame him for not wanting to pose like that. 
I wouldn't want to have. I'd be afraid that. Well, if I was the one with, yeah, doing the posing and with you're the vulnerable when you're stuff. posing like that. You're, you're vulnerable. You just put it out there. <laughs> you really are. You're yeah. asking for it. Basically. You are just basically asking for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, at his arraignment, um, Bardella shocked everyone by entering a plea of guilty to the charge of murder in the first so degree. He, he just said, fuck it. I'm he just said, fuck it. Uh, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. So eventually he confessed to murder and torture of six young men between the years of 84 and 87. With an uncanny ability to recall detail, he told this frightening story as court reporter Ruth Emma Petro recorded each grisly event of the carnage in the court record. He enjoyed his moment in the spotlight while in the courtroom confessing because he was in total control of the stage. This confession was the only way detectives had a real case since the bodies of the victims were never located. Bardella claimed to have dismembered each mem- each body with various instruments, such as a chainsaw, spa- knife. He even used a spork from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Sporks are versatile and underappreciated. Um... Bardello recounted how he placed the bodies in the bathtub and made precise incisions into elbow, joints, and legs to allow the blood to drain from his dead victim. He then packaged them into trash bags and took them to the curb for the trash men to pick up. And he told a courtroom full of people, including loved ones of the victims, how he watched the bags being taken to the curb to ensure they were not disturbed. By confessing to the city prosecutor, Albert Reeder, Bardello was able to negotiate for his life. He was promised a death penalty would not be sought if he provided grisly details of his actions, and he did. Judge Vincent E. Baker found him guilty on six counts. It was recommended that Bardella go for a psychiatric evaluation, which placed him outside the general prison population and prevented any violence from other inmates. Why are we concerned for that? The real Bardella began to emerge in the ensuing psychiatric records. Hmm. He appreciated control and considered himself important. He wanted his victims to be sex slaves. He claimed to never have killed them intentionally. It is theorized that murderers convince themselves that I think the when a guy bit off his dick, it was on purpose. Oh, for he sure. Yeah. On purpose. But it's theorized that murderers convince themselves the victim is less of a human being. The perception gives the killer an opportunity to justify his actions, at the very least, feel less culpable about such actions. Yeah, so you're not really human or you're worthless, so it doesn't matter if I kill you. Badella referred to his victims as play toys, much like Jeffrey Dahmer was. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Much like Brandy with her. With her, yeah, little mm-hmm. group of minions. Good Lord. Um, in Bardella's case, the victims were young men with little or no education. Most of the victims made a living selling themselves and drugs. Now, obviously, they were beneath the social stature of a well-liked, success, successful businessman such as Bardella. Owner of the Bob's Bazaar. Bob's, Bob's Bazaar. Bizarre. Yeah. There you go. It was this mentality to lead Bardella to the grotesque acts of torture to which his victims were subjected. You're giving us quite the insight on Mr. Bardella. Well, he would befriend them and deprive them of all emotion and sensations unless administered by him. Bardella beat his victims with various instruments and injected them with drugs and chemicals. He put chemicals into their body cavities. Mm. It has been said he even put window cock in the ears of his victims. Mm. 
he sodomized them in a variety of ways with his penis, with vegetables such as cucumbers and carrots, and some poor bastards he'd sodomize with his whole arm. Mm. He was, yeah. Yeah, one of the guys' anus, that's how he died. His anus uh, ruptured. When Perforated he, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, when he had his arm up, up inside of him. One victim died from a ruptured anal wall. After, <laughs> I read it somewhere. After, after Bardella was elbow deep inside the man. In his confession, Bardella callously referred to this as a good fist fuck. Some victims, <laughs> hey, for crying out loud. I mean... <laughs> You know, you're going just a step. You get the cucumber. This is disturbing my sensibilities, Timmy. He was a sick fucker. Yeah. You know, the good thing for this is Tommy Boomer Shine for recommending this story. You got it. Tommy, you sick bastard. This is not a bad story. At least he wasn't doing it to little kids. Um, But you got to wonder... Now, if you you gotta you gotta scrub that arm afterwards. You eating a sandwich with that arm later? (laughs) But here's here's my question that I've always wondered, and and, you know you see this from time to time to time in in the pornographic sites that sometimes you stumble across on the internet while you're looking for uh, religious uh, guidance. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, You're looking. You all it takes it to me in that Google thing yeah. is to get one letter wrong and you're in a world of... Next thing you know, you're in Fist City. I can tell yeah. you, don't, don't, if you want to go play cornhole, mm-hmm. don't look up cornhole. I can tell you if you want to buy a baseball bat, don't look up dicks.com. No. No, no. It's no. a sporting goods store, but it is dicksportinggoods.com. Well, and cornhole is, an, is a game that we play out here that has nothing to do with anybody's butthole. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a game we play as well. <laughs> that one too. Yeah, Colonel Finney, bring us home, Colonel. Unless people call us no butsies. Mm-hmm. Now, anyway, so he's elbow deep in this guy's. He's elbow ass. deep in this guy's ass. Now, some of these people, they died from asphyxiation because he would stick his arm too far up the ass, get it clogged in that laryngeal part. I don't know. Probably perforates her colon. Well, others died from drug overdoses. Now, he believed he was a good, upstanding individual who amazed... Now, I just watched the bloodline thing. He believed he was a good person who just did bad things. Yeah, there we go. Well, you know. You know, it's a judgment call when you got your elbow, I mean, your arm up someone's anus. I mean, Mm. it's, you know, some people frowned on it. In some societies, that's frowned upon. But here's what I never understood about that in the men who, who... who do it to their girlfriends uh-huh. or wives or whatnot. Uh-huh. Don't you think you're going to need that thing a little bit later? Well. I mean, when you're cramming your fist and you're going in, like, you think, well, you ain't even going to be hitting the walls of that son bitch later on. Right, right. What, what good are you? Right, yeah. I don't see it. But anyway, he believed he was a good You're person. sensitive like that, Colonel. You're, <laughs> you're sensitive to the needs of others. No, you have well, a lot of empathy. I just don't like to see a good vagina re- ruined well, for no reason. In this, guy, it was a, in this case, it was a guy's anus. Well, yeah, I don't really care about other guys' anuses. And, you know, luckily it was... Um, these were all male prostitutes, so they were used to having things in their anuses before, just not a I, fist. I just don't understand the whole attraction to having a... F- yeah, no, never mind. It doesn't matter. It could have been... You know what? He might have been looking for the tip of his penis in there. Who knows? 
I mean, you can't, you know. I don't know. People like what they like. It's like you put on the page, the Ku Klux Klan guy that was having sex with a black male prostitute. People like what they like. I wonder if he's like that guy on Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the blind, the blind guy that doesn't know he's black. Yeah. No. Dude, that's hilarious. Continue, Colonel. So in an attempt to get back to the good graces of the public, Bardella opened a trust fund for his victims' families, administered by Reverend Roger Coleman, who stood with him throughout this entire ordeal. Some families of the victims sued Bardella for wrongful death but failed because of the inability to meet the statute limitations for such crimes. Bardello was pretty smug in his remarks concerning lawsuits. He claimed that he did not understand why he was a serial killer or what in his life had contributed to that behavior. He took great offense and claimed people incompetent for thinking he, he himself understood it. He rejected emphatically the claim that he had any dealings with Satanism. Did you see him at the meetings? Was he at the meetings? Did you ever hear his name? Was is he on the list? Go to your database in there, Devis. Tell us, Devis. I'm filling your mailing list. Are you sending Christmas cards? <laughs> yeah. Send yes, I send him Christmas cards. <laughs> the birth of Christ. I send him Christmas cards. Well, I didn't know if the birth of Christ was like your Halloween. The power of Christ compels me. So anyway, Bardella only served four years of his time before he died of a massive heart attack at the age of 43. Um. He died young. He, he died young. He got off easy. Prior to his death, Del Dunmire, then living in the suburbs of Kansas City, purchased us all of Badella's belongings. Yes, some rich dude. He buys all, He bought the store. He bought the house. Bought the house. Um, he claimed to have no interest in items other than he felt he understood Badella. That's disturbing. He later leveled the house and sold the property to surrounding neighbors. Now, understanding Badella, I guess he... Uh, you know, he would occasionally grab up somebody and bring them to the house and sodomize them for weeks and say, hey. So, Colonel, what do you think about uh, Robert Padella? Your final thoughts? I'm personally against non-consensual, repeated sodomy, Timmy. Okay. So, you're okay with, uh, as long as it's not repeated, you're okay with it one Consensual, time. repeated sodomy. He's yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Or non-consensual well, repeat at one time. One well, time because sometimes your aim's off or you slip, you yeah. know what I mean? You might bump into someone <laughs> repeatedly. No, I mean, you know how it goes, devil. I mean, surely I, you've had somebody accidentally go north on you. Um, it but happens. Sodomy, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny word. It is a funny word. There, it's a broad, it's, it's broad in this definition, right? It's like the molest thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it has a broad definition. Mm-hmm. It could mean it means different things to mis- different people. Mm-hmm. What does sodomy mean to you, Brandy? Means get out of my asshole. That's what it means. Okay, but I've also seen it used oral sex. Oral sex, sodomy. Yeah, I've seen it okay. referred to. You asked what it meant to me. That's what it means. So you, to so you, it's anal. To you, it's just anal, not oral, because you could have been the queen of sodomy in high school. No, if it was just oral. No. But as as I've stated before, the dirty flowers off limits for yeah. all occasions. But you but you wouldn't consider would you consider if he forced these guys to go down on him, would you consider that sodomy? See, I don't know what the law says. No, I the don't The law think, says it's sodomy. Consider the Bible sodomy. says it's sodomy. Oh God. So I don't let no man get elbowed and, and I believe this is in Leviticus. Get one let no man, man be elbow, elbow deep, deep in another man's backside. 
Yeah, I think it is. That's I what think it, it says. Is. Yeah. Is it Leviticus thirteen fourteen? It's it's Le- Leviticus I thought it was, 68, 69. Uh, Pedro <laughs> thirty six seventeen. Juan Carlo. It's, it's it's in Dirty Sanchez. Um, it's in Titus actually. Um, where Titus says, is a big book. Let no hand. It really is. It, it, I believe it says, "Let no hand enter the dirty hole of another man." Yeah. For body. that hand shall forever be unclean. Yeah. And must be removed. You're and, not kidding. And smiting. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna scrub that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but do you ever really get it out from under your nails? <laughs> no. Yeah. You okay. got. You got to get lava soap. For you got to get something. Colonel, yeah. any final thoughts on Robert Berdella? Um, he was just your run run of the mill. You know, he was. He was like. Carl Pan's Ram, I guess, because he, you know, it wasn't a hobo or anything. That would have been cool. I mean, if we could have entered a hobo element. Brandy, do you have any final thoughts on Robert Berdella? That's pretty nasty. It's pretty nasty. And uh, again, thank you, Tommy, for recommending this topic. Brandy, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook. We have two pages. We have the History Dweeves page and we have the History uh, History Dweeves group. You can join that group by checking, uh, just searching History Dweeves, the podcast. And then you'll get some of these inside little jokes that we tell that don't make any sense. It's probably because... They don't make any sense to people that follow on the page. uh, Probably. You're probably right. And here's another example of where you get... Um, where you oh. got to watch your Google search. Good, Chuck's still talking. Um, is I was worried that because he had I don't have what I don't, else you got in that store, I don't really, Colonel. I don't really check the uh, the Twitter, my Twitter app on my phone. You don't check your Twitter, but occasionally I will check on my computer. What do you mean you have Kim Taylor shoes? I got Kim. Oh yeah, Kim Taylor shoes. Uh, I got in my collection. Okay, it's in there. Um, she hasn't noticed a missing yet because people in Kentucky don't wear shoes. I see. So, but one of these days she's gonna probably have to go to church or wedding or whatever. Someone will die, and she's gonna look for flip flops, and yeah. I'll have them. You'll have them. But uh, they can find us on Twitter at history. Here's the problem with Twitter, Timmy. Uh-huh. You get one letter wrong on Twitter when uh-huh. you're typing it into uh-huh. your computer. Uh-huh. You get a whole smorgasbord of things that the devil has conjured up. Well, I know, I, actually, I know there's people that on there that are pretending to be you. I have to type in the real colonel. The real colonel, yeah. 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 And I, uh, but yeah, I accidentally typed in twatter. Uh, I see. <laughs> you know, it was it was not the page I was. I did not get really funny messages from people. Hmm. Okay, uh, that's all for this week, and we'll see you next time on History Dreams. Bye-bye. Good day. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 